You're listening to a message from Christian Life Ministries in Coventry, a dynamic, growing church in the heart of the nation. We pray that God will speak to you through this word and impact your life for His glory. Take your seat. Well, wonderful. And um, good morning. And it is my great joy to extend my welcome to you here in the room and also our friends that are joining us online. I wonder if we can uh, give a hand to the media team that put that video together. Um, how great to see beyond beyond some of the input to existing ministries and mission and preparing for tomorrow, what we've been able to impact and gear towards missionally. What a step change. And uh, I'm so grateful to be part of this incredible community of faith called CLM, people that have learned and are learning to live and outwork a life of courageous faith. And today on our Vision Sunday, it's such a significant day in the life of our church, not not merely because of the raising of funds to help us move forward missionally and impact thousands of lives, but what it does in us, what it does as we come before the Lord. I'm so aware this is, this is always a holy day. It's a sacred day because part and parcel of it is that sense of exercising personal faith and personal surrender and obedience. And it always feels like holy ground as we come individually, but then together and say, Lord, he, here I am, here we are. Uh, what do you want me to do? And then the joy of, of wrapping all of that up together and what we can do together, the impact that we can make. I'll never forget that first Vision Sunday five years ago now. Uh, Vision 80, we called it at the time because the church was 80 years old. And uh, just that incredible sense of anticipation as a community and seeing the kids give and uh, individuals and families and just uh, this massive spread of response from, from some of our little kids sewing in pocket money, a, a pence or a pound or whatever, through to some audacious gifts of four or five figure sums. But together, when we broke through that 400,000 pound barrier of what was given and pledged and thinking, wow, we really are in miracle territory and uh, seeing what God has done over these last few years, amazing. Amazing. And uh, I see something of the Lord's wisdom in allowing us to face a mountain of debt and elevate our faith and our trust in this area. So now we can have such a more significant impact missionally as we've learned to trust Him in a way maybe we wouldn't have done if we hadn't had to face uh, such a large mortgage. I'd like to remind us as we prepare uh, to give and pledge here and, and online in a few minutes, a couple of things. Number one, not to do anything other than seek to respond to the leading of the Lord. All we are asking is that we would come individually and say, Lord, what do you want us to do? That's it. It's as simple as that, nothing more. And uh, I'm aware that in itself might be daunting, but all we're doing, we're putting our hands in the hands of God and saying, Lord, we trust you. And there's something so powerful about that. And the second thing I want to remind us of is that God is no man's debtor. Hello? God is no man's debtor. And I, I want to say that, please, let's never give to get. And yet here's the truth. Although we must never give to get, we give out of obedience to, to the Lord Jesus who to whom we owe everything, it demands my life, my soul, my all. But at the same time, we cannot escape his favor when we trust him. That is just the reality of life. And over 30 years now of 
seeking to walk my life, shape my life in response to his love and his grace and respond to him. I'm blown away by the kindness of God and we've seen it time and time again. I heard someone say recently, I thought this is so great, but it said, um, it may leave your hand, but it will not leave your life. Meaning we, we can sow a seed and it might leave our hand, but it doesn't leave our life because God, if we respond to him, sees that and will pour out his favor upon us. When we honor him, he honors us. I do want to say uh, to anyone that is visiting us today, you are so welcome here. We don't do this every week. We do this once a year. And it's like you've just arrived at a family meal today. You're welcome at the table, but we're on with family business. I want to take a few moments to open the Bible. If you've got your Bible, why don't you turn with me to two portions of Scripture. Firstly, Matthew 14, uh, the story of Peter walking on the water that we visited last Sunday. And then also Hebrews chapter 11. Matthew 14, 25 to 33. I'm reading from the Passion Translation, which is a, many of you will be familiar with. It's a fresh uh, rendition of the Scriptures It puts it like this, verse 25. About four o'clock in the morning, Jesus came to them walking on the waves. When the disciples saw him walking on top of the water, they were terrified and screamed, a ghost. Then Jesus said, be brave and don't be afraid. I am here. Peter shouted out, Lord, if it's really you, then have me join you on the water. Come and join me, Jesus replied. So Peter stepped out onto the water and began to walk towards Jesus. But when he realized how high the waves were, he became frightened and and started to sink. Save me, Lord, he cried out. Jesus immediately stretched out his hand, lifted him up and said, what little faith you have. Why would you let doubt win? At that very moment, they both stepped into the boat. The raging wind ceased. Then all the disciples bowed down before him and worshiped Jesus. They said in adoration, you truly are the son of God. You truly are the Son of God. Love that. And then just uh, keep, keep your thoughts and your thumb, if you're there in a physical Bible, in Matthew 14. But let's come briefly to Hebrews chapter 11, verses 1 to 3. This is New King James. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtained a good testimony. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God, so that things which are seen were not made out of things which are visible. The, the, the title for this short message today is Faith is Substance. Faith is Substance. Hebrews makes this intriguing statement that faith is substance. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It might seem strange because faith seems like it's something internal, right? It's, it's belief, it's, it's trust, it's personal. It's something if we have faith, it's not something you can buy or you can put down on the table. And yet, Hebrews says faith is substance. The, the word that we get uh, substance for in the New King James, the Greek word is hypostatis, which means substantive reality. It's a similar word to a word in the Greek for sediment. In other words, what it's saying is it's, you can see it. It's material. It's tangible. It's evidenced. The New Living uh, renders the word reality. It says faith shows the reality of what we hope for. 
What is Hebrews saying? Hebrews is saying that if faith is truly faith, you will see it evidenced. It will materialize. It will have to become something. You can't say I have faith and not end up doing something because of that faith. Faith is substance. If we believe, we truly believe, we will do something out of that belief. And that is why we can say faith is substance. You know, when I stepped out of my pew as a 17-year-old to respond to to the, the cross of Jesus, I was taking a step by faith, but it was something that could be seen, something that could be seen. In Hebrews, uh, the, the chapter goes on and unpacks a number of Old Testament heroes of faith. And, and we see not what they believed, but what they did. And so it says, building on this idea, it says, by faith, Abel brought God a better offering. It says, by faith, Noah built an ark. He didn't believe that God had spoken to him. He did something. He says, by faith, Abraham, when called to go, obeyed and went. By faith, Isaac blessed his sons. He put his hands on his boy's head because he believed by faith he could impart something to them. So he did something. By faith, Moses' parents hid him. By faith, Moses left Egypt and passed through the Red Sea. By faith, they acted because faith is substance. Faith will require action. This church, this community began 85 years ago. And I think we can see a picture of the, the original chapel, which was located down the bottom end of what is now our car park, because in the middle of a massive economic crisis, a group of believers believed by faith that God wanted to start a church. Well, thank God they did. We wouldn't be here today if by faith they hadn't bought some land and, and started to build a building because by faith they believed God wanted to start something. Probably all of those founding uh, leaders of that church in that day have gone to be with the Lord now. But maybe from heaven they're cheering us on, seeing what they started. They did something by faith. Twelve years ago or so, Pastor Bonner and the leaders at the time, believed God wanted to move this church into a new season of impact and influence. Reading some of the words they wrote at the time, they're saying things like, we, we can see a church of hundreds of people, and by faith, they signed a contract with contractors to build this building. They signed a bank loan for 1.8 million pounds. I can't imagine Pastor Bonner's hand shaking as he's about to put his pen to that paper for really what was beyond the church at that time. But by faith, they stepped out. And here we are today because faith is substance. So let's look at Peter. I love this, this story, this incredible story of, of Peter stepping out of the boat, walking on the waves. Jesus has had this incredible day with the disciples and he sends them without him across the Sea of Galilee and he stays back to pray and the wind gets up. They're having this terrible time on the water and then it says, shortly before dawn, when it was still dark, Jesus went out, as you do, walking on the water and they see him and they cry out, a ghost and, and Peter hears Jesus say, no, it is I, don't be afraid. And he says, if it's really you, have me come to you on the water. What an incredible thing to say. Four thoughts for us really briefly today. Number one, faith responds. Faith responds in, in brackets to the voice of the Lord. I say in brackets, is faith is a response. We, we, as Christian faith is a response to the love of God, to the faithfulness of God. We believe God is faithful, therefore we trust him. Faith is a response. Mostly our faith responses are to his leading or his prompting. 
Very rarely an audible voice. I never in my life of over 30 years have heard of the voice of God with my natural ear. Sometimes the impression of what God is saying to me has been so clear in my spirit. It's like my spirit has heard it, but not my natural ear. But sometimes the Lord's leading comes simply by a sense of peace. Or, or a loss of peace. We make a decision to go one way and it, it doesn't seem right and so we adjust. And the peace of God, Colossians says, let the peace of God rule in your heart. That word for rule, it's like the word for umpire. Let the peace of God be the umpire. Let it settle, let it guide you, let it lead you. And so we respond by faith to the voice of the Lord. And Peter says, if it's you, Lord, bid me come. And he hears Jesus speak, and on the basis of the word of the Lord, he steps out and he comes. That's what faith does. We respond. We moved to uh, Coventry nine years or, or so, a little bit more now ago, in response to the voice of the Lord. Not an audible voice, but a leading prophetic words, a clear, unequivocal sense that God was calling us to uproot everything we knew and to put our house on the, by faith, we put our house on the market. By faith, we packed our boxes. By faith, we came because we felt God leading us to do so. That's what faith does. It responds. Peter responded over the last five years. This vision offering it has been a journey for so many of us, for Esther and myself, each year coming before the Lord. We always want to lead by example. We always want to be able to say to this amazing congregation, no, follow the Lord as you follow us. We can say our lives are an example. So we always come first before the Lord saying, what do you want us to do? And each year the Lord has led us and stretched us and stretched our faith. This year we had a, a figure in mind and I, I put it before the Lord. I just had a sense in my spirit that wasn't it. You just know somebody. Put it before the Lord. Is this it? And I just like, that's not it. I, and we didn't talk about this, and I increased it in, in my heart before the Lord. And I, I don't know if you ever played a game where kind of, you're getting warm now. I was like, I felt like you're getting warmer, but that's not it. And I raised it again, and I felt this is it. This is the amount. Just had a, a sense, and I committed it before the Lord. Actually, it was only on Thursday morning this week, and I had a sense of the presence of God in that room as I put it before him. We hadn't talked together. Later that morning, Esther phoned me, and she said, have you been praying about what we should give? I said, I have. She said, so I believe the Lord's spoken to me. And then we think, okay, what are we going to do? What if the numbers don't match? Like, are we? And she said, should we just WhatsApp at the same time? I said, no, no, no. Let, let, let me tell you the journey I've been on. And I shared it with her. And when I, when I told her, she said, that's it. That's the amount. And we said, wow, thank God. And I'll be honest, I, I filled up with a sense of emotion, just, just saying, Lord, to know that you're leading us is so good. And then it's not about whether it all works out. It's a response to the Lord. It's what faith does. Secondly, faith lets go of the side. Let me let you into a secret. I am a terrible swimmer. Like I, I, I don't believe humans were designed for the water and um, I'm, I'm just not good at swimming at all. I was really, really late learning to swim. I was probably about 12. We've got a 12-year-old in this congregation called Rena Ombudo. She swims six kilometers before school in the morning. Now, these Ombudo kids, they're probably going to be Olympic athletes and competitors, and uh, they'll make us famous one day. But like for me, when I was Rena's age, she's doing six kilometers in the morning before breakfast, I managed to do my first ever 10 meters. 
a width. It's called a width in the old day, and like a small pool. I did a width. I was floundering. It would have been ugly to watch, but I made it. It felt like I nearly died by the time I reached the other side, but my feet hadn't touched the bottom. But then they want to get you to do 25 meters, a length. Not like a big length, not an Olympic length, but a, in a little pool length, 25 meters. And if you ever did that, what they do is they start you in the deep end because if you don't make it, you're less likely to die because you're, kind of, you're, you're heading towards the shallow end. And I remember, like, I'd never been in the deep end. I never, I never wanted to go in the deep end. I don't like going in the deep end now. And I, like, I remember gingerly climbing down, and there's like the, 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 like the base around the pool, and then there's a lip, like where the, and I remember clinging onto this lip, but knowing that if I was going to attempt this 25 meters, I was going to have to let go. Now, the Bible casually says Peter got down and walked on the water. I, I have to think there was a moment where he's holding onto the side, and really, it was faith to climb over the side, but it's really faith when you let go. And there came a moment of commitment. It's what faith does. Each year we've seen people stepping out on these Sundays for the first time and sometimes seeing, seeing people coming forward looking ashen. And it's that sense of, oh God, I'm stepping out for the first time. But then what happens is they see God come through. The faithfulness of God as we exercise our faith in God. It's just incredible. It's a beautiful thing as God comes through and shows himself faithful. But we have to sometimes step out. Faith lets go of the side, whether it's a, a resignation letter, whether it is a young man getting down on one knee to make a proposal. Faith has to let go of the side. Hey, Mark, right? Yeah, welcome Mark back from his honeymoon. Um, so, you know, the Simone's, so everything's good. Simone's coming next service. I think, all right, we're all good. Um, so, but... We have to let go of the side. We have to commit. It's what faith does to take a step and say, Lord, here I am. Where Esther was last week, I'm all in. Thirdly, faith brings us towards Jesus. I love how the Bible tells the story. Peter got down out of the boat and came towards Jesus. Let me tell you, my experience of trusting God these last 30 plus years, whenever I step out of the boat, as it were, whenever I let go of the side, as it were, I come towards Jesus. Now, I know in this story, Jesus is hanging back, and, and literally that is what happened. Peter is making his way towards him. But it's an incredible metaphor for what actually happens when we trust him. We come towards him. Something happens in us when we trust God, and we see him come through, and we see him bless, and we see him provide, and we see him open doors, and we see him faithful when we trust him. We come towards God. I've said before so many times here that actually this whole area of trusting God with our finance, it, it impacts our relationship with God because we have stories to tell. And it takes me to my fourth point. Lamar, why don't you come and join me, which is that faith impacts us. It also impacts others. I can't help thinking how this changed Peter, this and other times when he, he trusted Jesus. Do you remember how things began with Peter? Where he's there and Jesus is in his boat and he performs this miracle. Do you know what Peter says to him? He says, I'm not your guy. He's like saying, I, get away from me. I am a sinful man. He said, I'm not religious. Like this is, this is not for me. I didn't go to synagogue as faithfully as some others. And Jesus says, Peter, I'm gonna make you fisher a fisher of men, I have purpose for you. But as he stepped out, he went from that cautious, unworthy, maybe disbelieving young man to someone 
who had audacious faith. He's able to stand up on the day of Pentecost and preach the gospel and 3,000 respond. The one who in the next account in the book of Acts is able to say to the crippled beggar, silver and gold we don't have, but in the name of Jesus, get up. Why? Because I think as he stepped out on the water that night, something happened in him. I'm gonna tell us whenever we trust God, something happens in us, it impacts us, but it also impacts others. Do you notice in this story when they get back in the boat, it said they, they all worshipped him. I don't believe just because Jesus walked, because they'd seen Peter walk as well and it impacted everybody. They all worshipped that night. Today as we respond and make this special offering, I want to tell you, step out and trust God. It will impact you. The Bible says that when he saw the wind and the waves, he, he began to sink. And the challenge is not just in this moment, we keep our eyes on Jesus. Through these coming 12 months, we keep trusting him. But if we do that, it will impact us. So many stories in the life of this church, people that stepped out and trust God and seen him come through, personal stories, personal testimonies. We have our own stories to tell, but also together something happens where we impact others. Hopefully you've read the vision booklet now and, and understand where this offering is going. Similar to last year, a, a portion last year about the Vision 2020, about 20% went towards existing ministries and mission with a ceasing to trade the conference center, setting up a hardship fund for this year, bringing CLM online within our core budget. Hopefully a small portion of the Vision offering will go towards existing ministries and mission, all of our ministries, all of our missions partners, which by the way, inside and outside of the house impacts thousands of people. Also, a, hopefully a small portion we set aside what we call preparing for tomorrow, believing God is gonna lead us, whether it's campuses or church plants or buying buildings, something for another day to reach other communities that we sow towards, having cleared a debt that our first option isn't immediately to go back into debt. But hopefully the biggest portion like last year will be new opportunities, missional impact, we have this sense prophetically that God wants us to reach the nations, whether that's overseas or the nations among us. We know we've got to develop our work of, of spheres and impacting spheres with university students. We know we set off last year, we said new opportunities and we didn't really know. This is part of our journey of faith. And then we have this incredible video saying, wow, what the Lord's done. And again, we set off going, Lord, what is the next phase of the vision here? What do you want us to do? had a powerful meeting this last week about prisons and I, we're just saying, Lord, what, what do you want to do? And we saw and we say, okay, Lord, but we know this, that it won't just impact us, it will impact others because God's heart is always for others. Church, can we stand together? If you're joining us online, I, I wonder if you do me the honor of standing with us, you might be in your living room. Can we pray? Lord, we thank you that you call us to this journey of faith. We thank you you call us to trust you. We pray, God, would you help us? I pray for every person here today would have a sense of your peace in their heart. Well, don't do anything out of emotionalism in the moment, but a sense of confirmation of responding to you. I thank you, God, you are faithful. I thank you, Lord, you delight for us to trust you. Lord, this chapter in Hebrews, it says, without faith, it's impossible to please you. Lord, I have this sense that faith is your currency. You delight in it because when we trust you, Lord, we come towards you. 
And I pray, Lord, would you help us individually and together? Lord, not just to bring a monetary offering. We thank you for what that will unlock. And we pray, Lord, that it will indeed impact thousands and thousands of people with the gospel, with the love of God. But we also pray, Lord, as we step out, God, we would come closer to you. Lord, something would happen in our hearts individually and together. We would draw near to you as we respond. Have your way. Have your way in this house. Have your way in our hearts, Lord. Let faith be substance in us. In Jesus' name, amen.